We have a juicy one, folks. Remote work. We initially tackled this back in November of 2018. How many of you remember that episode? I don't. <laughs> don't worry about it, though, because the world has changed. In case you didn't notice, remote became the norm. In fact, remote became the only way. But after a few years, is remote still the best way? Listen as we dig in and figure out what the right answer is here. We're going to dive in. Yeah. Head first. Hey, Josh. Robert? What do you think about remote work? Oh, boy. Don't get me. Actually, do get me started. Does that mean I should start? You already did. Oh, oh well, I didn't really start. I said, don't get me started. And then, so now I'm starting. What do I have to do to get you to start? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> so I have always been a... Together. Oh, I was going to. I was going to start. I thought there was a blank me. there. I have always been a. I I wanted to fill oh, in the blank. Oh, you wanted to fill in the blank? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't choose the word. There were so many options. There were so many options. Okay, so restarting without the empty space that would allow Bob to jump in. Okay. I have always been a let's be together physically as much as possible. That's always been how I've preferred because I've seen that being most beneficial. Yep. And as I was hiring different places, the question always came up, remote work, remote work. Can I work from home this day? Can I work from home this day? And I was never really comfortable with, hey, let's all be remote. Then COVID happened and there was no choice. There was no choice. You had to, everyone had to go. And the company I was with, we went through what I called a honeymoon period where everything was better. This is new. This is exciting. Everybody's happy. Everybody can do their thing. And it just works. And it was working. So this is, remind me, Step Leader? Or this no? Was a, storable. Yeah, yeah. So, so storable. And it was growing there. So you were hiring people, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, we, we, we hired people that we never met. And we didn't meet until months later. Yeah, that's what it, Maybe yeah. a year later. So that's remote, like on steroids, from my point of view. is like we're growing. We've never met it, people directly. But COVID forced that with so many yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And there are so many companies that have stuck with that and they've said, hey, this is who we are. This is how we're going to. I think my belief is that the dollars one out there, the cost for the space and everything that goes in that, those are just. Right. Channel Advisor just got purchased mm -hmm. by someone, acquired by someone, but they were saying they had downsized their space by 70% mm -hmm. over COVID. And I know where their space is. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize. So a lot of people have cashed in. Now, they're a microcosm. They're a tech firm. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to do that yeah. than like maybe a chase or something like that. But yeah. And there, and there are people that have reinvested that money. So they've provided a stipend for employees to upfit their work from home space, whatever it might be. They are investing that money in other things to support the employees. So not everybody's gone, hey, I'm saving a couple million a month now. Right. I'm just going to throw it into the stock and everybody's yeah. happy or yeah. whatever it is. But yeah, there, there, there are some companies that are doing it well. So this isn't that everybody does it, like not everybody's evil. You know, there's some really good, and Storable was one of those. So they really invested in making it as effective and useful for everybody. Yeah. Now that's where two and a half years later, I think, what we started to see just as I was leaving Storable, which was half a year, three quarters of a year ago, 
was everybody was like wearing down. There was fatigue from it. And what we started doing is getting teams physically together. And the impact that had on those groups was tremendous. They talked about how great it was to see and meet and just spend time with people. It wasn't all working time. A lot of it was just like, hey, let's actually meet each other and talk and understand who you are. Because in the remote world, every interaction is planned yeah. because there's a meeting and you can't have a casual talk. People try and create that with Slack or other tools, but it's not as natural where you get up and I bump into somebody Right, that just doesn't happen or I haven't seen it happen. So then evolution for me is as I was building spaces out at dude solutions, one of the things that I really strove for was to have a diverse set of physical working spaces that allowed each individual to operate in the way that they were most comfortable. So there was the traditional bench seating with teams. So all of the teams had their own room and that's where they were. That's where they had their meetings. But you had like, all nook, the work. you had nooks and crannies, nooks and crannies, couches, yeah. large gathering places, meeting rooms. Worked. You had some small yeah. rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of the teamwork could happen in their team room. Yeah. That just gave them a space that they didn't have to compete for. They didn't have to schedule it. It was always there, ready didn't for them. Didn't you do a nice needed. job of rolling whiteboards? So yeah, you rolling could have whiteboards like everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, so you could like create yeah. partial separation. Yeah, but other spaces where people can choose to work however they want. If you prefer a couch, if you prefer like a corner or whatever that's what we, it is, that's, that's all what we there. did at Eye Contact. We were quintessential that way. We we had uh, pods, lots of white rolling whiteboards. We had large rooms, small rooms. But then we had these informal spaces, like mm-hmm. little couches and things for people to just like cluster around and then let people choose. So it was private space and public space. And I think it allowed that collaboration. And so what I believe needs to happen now is that diversity has to cross the entire spectrum of not only the physical space, but that mental space of how do you balance a operation and organization of a few hundred people that you enable them to work whenever, wherever, however they choose with a physical space, also allowing them to be at home when it makes sense for them to, to do that. What do you do when you want to get a team together? Things well, like that. I think that's the next evolution that needs to happen. I don't know if everybody's made that step, but that's where I see people. It appears to be all or nothing. Like we're all in the office or we're all not. And there are a handful of places that are doing the combo and it's a pretty interesting Well, there's variations on the combo. It's like you were saying, we get together with meetings. So like we have a gathering so we can do some relationships, but we're still mostly just, so there's variations on the hybrid. There's the occasional get together variation. And then there's the two days a week here, three days a week there, or some variation like that. Yeah. There also seems to be camps of people. Like I, I listen to agile coaches mm-hmm. and agile coaches are out there. They're coaching. They're, they're either inside companies and outside companies. So it's, but they're really, they've gone all in on remote and really, so some of them are really like, we, we want to be remote. It works effectively. You just have to force it. And the companies are bad who are trying to bring it back to hybrid. Yeah. Um, and it, and I actually see in the Agile community, it's mostly, it's more that. It's 80% of the conversations seem to be that. 
I sent you an email the other day, Marcus, I forget his last name, from Germany, mm-hmm. and he was venting. He's, I am so tired of not seeing people. Yeah. Right? So, so he was traveling like two, he's an outside consultant, so he was traveling two to 300 days a year over the course of a decade. And then in 2020 or something, 21, he, he traveled none. So he was he went to zero, and his he was seeing the other thing he was saying is I don't like it, but he was also alluding to performance impact, like that there's a, an over fifty percent performance impact to teams from his point of view. They've seen teams get disengaged, they lose the relationship building side of things, and he was he so he was the rare exception who was fighting for more FaceTime, I think, or maybe leaning into light hybrid. And more are more face to face. And what has happened is during very recent months after COVID, hiring practices changed. And many companies went to were opening up to the entire country slash world. Correct. To be able to hire. So then that creates that's hard to undo. Correct. You know, because one of the challenges is having a home office can't be an advantage for some people and a disadvantage for others where people get together and there's conversations that happen. They aren't included. The conferencing technology is lacking. There's one microphone around the table. The person that's not there, it's hard to hear. It's hard to interject all of those things. So I'm very in line with Marcus there. I, I still believe the value of, in person and together is much greater than all remote. Now that doesn't mean it used to be if you rewind five, six years ago, people would ask me during the hiring process, Hey, can I work home, work, work from home like two or three times a week? It was just like, no, that doesn't fit who we are. And I'm not sure where I stand on that. Still, I'd have to work through that because I have very trusted co-workers from the past that I think would work well like that. But you start walking in this balancing act, which you have to walk of best for the team and best for the person. That's, that's where the real challenge comes in. And what's happened is it's all shifted to what's best for the person, what's best for that person individually to do their thing. And while we need to respect, honor and empower that, there's also a balance of we as a team, what's best for that. And it right. can't be, again, it can't be one or the other. You've got to find that balancing act. I, I was thinking about at the Agile conference, there was a company there, a sponsor, Ackland Avenue. And mm-hmm. I, I know Jen Fields, who is a leader there. And Ackland Avenue, all of their development, so they're a, they're a development and firm in Nashville, and they offshore all of their development to clients. And it's in Honduras, I think. Most of their people are in Honduras. And so it's a quintessential, now they've all been remote, right? That's the model that they've had. There's a cost benefit part of that as well, like uh, any other offshore. And so it, it's not just bring people together. We There's some middle ground that has to happen is what I'm trying to communicate. Uh, there's an extension. You may have offshore people. Mm-hmm. So how do you hand, how do you, you're not going to change that. You're not going to force them to come in. But then the folks that you've hired, so you have offshore as a dynamic that's been ongoing. Uh, you have people, like my daughter was hired remote. And what do you do? Do you force them to move? You I, you can't. So you've let the genie out. Exactly. You've let the genie out of the bottle. So I think the next gen is, it can't be back. It has to be forward. 
to something, right? Yeah, there are so many companies that are now they don't have a choice but to be they've reduced remote. space, they've reduced space or whatever it is. I'm aligned with you though. I think we've lost something, mm -hmm. I, and I don't think we. I think we rationalized it in our heads because COVID forced us to. It wasn't possible to do an alternative, so it's it was good enough. Like people got releases out the door, yeah, and teams seemed to be able to do stuff. So I don't think people analyze back to marcus's point i think we've left like capacity or create and or creativity relationships on the table i i know i struggled with this and i wonder how many other people struggled with general happiness and that feeling of reward for building something together Correct. That's a thing that drives joy within me, and it was hard to get that same feeling and experience. In fact, I don't think I did. Again, to your point, we did things, we shipped things, but it didn't feel the same for me. So I was one of the first that said, hey, if we go back into the office, like that's a place where I know I'll be more effective. We've come up with part of the rationalization is like the cards. You've seen the cards in Zoom, like you're on yeah. mute and things. And we laugh about them. We have all of these tricks and triggers and facilitation techniques and, and murals and mirrors. And they've all filled in. So before COVID, the tooling was atrocious, right. let's say. So the tooling and the capabilities increased. But I don't think it's done the soft skills side. A little bit. It hasn't been terrible. But it's undermined. I think to your point, it, we accepted subpar solution yeah, because there wasn't, we, a choice. there wasn't a choice right and then now that's you, the bar yeah and we're okay with it whereas any any study that you see about communication and value of it and face-to-face -face as you get further apart it's like we've devalued that completely the face-to-face -face stuff like yeah let's do it once a year and what does that really give you as a company so there are many companies that are stuck and are might be scratching their head how to unwind it. I don't know. Well, I'll go back to Ac yeah. Ackland Avenue. One of the things they did is they, they brought everyone from Honduras or a lot of people from Honduras up to uh, Nashville for the conference. Mm -hmm. And they brought them there like a week in advance. They rented a, a house and they collaborated. And I met them. I had been doing some training of some folks down there. I've been doing some coaching and training with Ackland. And it was cool to meet people, yeah, <laughs> to see yeah. people's faces, and it, and they didn't have to do that, and they they have a habit of doing that a couple of times. So let's not diminish the hybrid face to face, bring people together, even if it's once a year. That's better than just and the relationship building. We were hugging, so it wasn't just the work. Yeah, it was having food together. Yeah. It was eating together. It was going out. Yeah, to me, it's not about the work at that point. Yeah. It's, it's about building some camaraderie and, and relationships and understanding each other. And so that gets down to the microwave. We're trying to microwave team togetherness, team cohesion, all of those things. And like anything, it's going to taste better in the crock pot than, than in the microwave. I don't know anybody that would rather have a meal that could be cooked in a crock but, pot. But again, it's a step that's, that, that sounds like diminishing it. Like, for example, all these guys looked at me and they said, Bob, we didn't realize you were so handsome. And so good looking. Was that a dream or what? <laughs> that was a dream. How many beers was <laughs> yeah, exactly. were consumed before that? So I, you're right, but we can still survive. So there's the microwave food. We can still do okay. I get that, but I don't want to survive. I don't want to have survive as our 
threshold for success. What I'm trying to communicate, there are kick-ass distributed teams. Yes. Okay. And in order to become kick-ass, they they probably come up with proximity rules, not just Zoom rules and budgets and things like that over time. And maybe it's duration. And maybe it's respecting duration and attrition and things like that. Or whatever the secret sauce is. But I don't look at that as a compromise. I look at it, it, it. Those given that context, what do we do to make an investment so that that team becomes it? And they're never going to be, they're going to be what? They're going to be co-located wherever they're at. And that helps. And then they're, but they're also working remotely. So I, I think that's fine. That's part of hybrid. That's, I wouldn't look down my nose and say that's worse than a co-located team in Raleigh-Durham. You would. I would. I think your likelihood for success increases the more you have people around each other. Yes, it can work. Yes, it could work. I would bet that if I hired five people to a team that worked together physically in a space and hired five people that worked together remotely, that out of the gate and over time, that togetherness of physical space would outpace the remote team. The value that's that, that, that happens just in a standup, just in seeing somebody's face, seeing their reaction, at not having to say, hey, can you put your camera on? See, I find know. myself defending the re- some variations of the remote as long as we're investing heavily and, t- and trying to be real mm-hmm. with FaceTime and things like that. But all things being equal, yeah. But diversity, I can have more diversity. Global diversity, right. yeah. you're trading that off with locals. So there's other trade-offs. It's, it's a dynamic environment. All things being equal, same people. If I could hire exactly the identical folks, mm-hmm. and I can't, and they're local versus remote, and they're clones of each other, then I think you, I agree that you're going to get more cohesion, more collaboration, better, better products, right? more energy mm-hmm. from the local team. That's the essence of Agile. You and I have argued that. Yeah. The magic of an agile team was not a distributed agile team. Yeah. yeah, what what I fear has or is happening is that we have and you said it earlier that we have accepted this new reality. And oh wow, Zoom got better and Slack got better. And yeah, it's better. But what's really better? What does what does life look like where you aren't as dependent on those tools enabling you to communicate more effectively, just communicating in person. And I've always been that guy. But yes, but we can't shove the genie back in the bottle. So guys like you and I, we can have this bias that says this is best. That's cool. But there's going to be so many situations where folks don't have that. Are you calling me an old dog? Yeah. You are? Yeah. And folks, so the new normal is... Yes, Josh is right, but we're going to have to suck it up and we're going to have to figure out how to create high performance teams and distribute it, maybe with some secret sauce recipe kinds of things. One, I'm, I'm arguing, is get together, as often, get together more often as a team. Yeah. And that's, histor- that's a stretch because a lot of folks don't want to pay that. The folks from Honduras, they had to get, pl- you're flying right. a group up. For no other reason, they attended the conference together, et cetera. You're doing team building like that. I mm-hmm. can't, I don't even know. And it wasn't a large team, but the cost of, so that's a cost of doing business and plan for that. And it's still not best. The best situation is face to face. Yeah. I remember I wanted to share years ago, I worked in a distributed company 
and I was a leader. And there's this guy, Malcolm, I forget, Malcolm Lee was in the UK. And when I was writing code there, so I grew up right writing code and I became right. a director and a VP or whatever. But I worked with Malcolm and he and I worked together probably for eight years and we never met. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing, and we worked really well together. But at some point I flew to London and I saw this guy. Yeah. And he had this gray, and back then we didn't even have cameras. I mean, we had yeah. cameras, but there was no, it was all text message, email collaboration, mm-hmm. right? Check-in collaboration, stuff like that. And I saw him and he had long gray hair. And in London at the time, they made him wear a suit. So he wore one suit. Malcolm had, like every day, I was there for two weeks and every day he wore the same damn suit. I'm like, I would have never guessed that Malcolm yeah. had one suit. I would, <laughs> not that this is good. But we established such rapport. We went to the pub a few. So I had worked with him and that face-to-face was met. So our relationship after the face-to-face was never the, it was never the same. It was, mm-hmm. it was so much better. It was so much more respectful. And I'm not trying to make an argument. I'm just, I just, as we were talking, I'm thinking, you were like, oh, we have to be face-to-face all the time. Yes, but just that one trip made a huge difference on our yeah, relationship. I, I, I agree completely. What I am saying is for me personally, and again, don't always do what Josh wants to do because we know he's a little crazy. I would always fight. So you want to respond to that? So you've been reflecting in the during this break. (laughs) It doesn't take a lot to to know that. (laughs) And you've learned something. Yeah. This is a new improved Josh. Yeah, I I I will fight my butt off to have co-located teams. Co-located. I'm not saying all in one spot, but I find so I've had teams in China, in Malaysia, in Eastern Europe, and what the way I've shaped it is that's a team that's a squad because they're going to be more effective working together than working across. So you're building Josh's team. You're putting your money on the line. Yes. So this is the hypothetical question, right? So forget investments. You're building a team, Mm -hmm. maybe development team of 20. So starting out with a single scrum team, you're going to grow it to five scrum teams. Mm Mm-hmm in a few years or something. So you're growing a significant, how do you form them? What do you do? Is it local? Yes. It's out of your pocket. You're paying for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. What if you can't hire quickly enough? I have not had that problem. But what if, what do you do? Just be patient, which is an option. I wouldn't allow it to get to that. But it did. Yeah. Okay. So Um, you can go offshore. Yeah. You can go remote or you can stick to your, it would depend on the technology that we're building with. What I don't give me a depend. What do you do? What? It depends on what we're building. You know, I, I is it if this is a local sourcing or is this is getting your asparagus locally or get or shipping it in? What do you do? I would get it locally. Okay. I would get it locally. And again, there's a reason why I live where I live. Did I say asparagus? Yeah. yeah. I've had I don't really like asparagus. Broccoli? Getting Ooh, a- broccoli's worse. Okay. Ugh. Jeez. All right. I would do the same thing. Yeah. I would do the same thing. I, I, I Hands down. And it would be over my cold, dead hands. Yeah. And as we were accelerating the growth, I'd be doing creative things. Can I grow people locally? Yeah. Can absolutely. I establish yeah. relationships with the local universities? Can I do insur- internships yeah. in some way? Some That's why creative I said way. I wouldn't allow it to get to we can't hire. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's right. a ton of things you can do. There's a ton of things you could do because that's best to me. Mm-hmm. Now, probably at some point, 
during an acquisition or a growth period, I would be overly challenged depending on where I'm at. If we were in Iowa, if we were in Ames, Iowa, mm -hmm. and we were growing and we were growing at pendo speeds, we would be challenged. We so, would probably move. Probably. <laughs> That's probably true. That's one of those things where you'd have to really look at that and who you are as a company and what you believe in. Yeah. It might have been, holy crap, this exploded way faster. Oh, and there's the, also the efficiency yeah. play. I remember 37 signals. The Dropbox, not Dropbox, there's a camp, camp backpack. No. Back, what? I know what you're talking about. The, the 37 signals guys. What's yeah. the, I forget the name of the tool that they created. It's boot camp. It, is it boot camp? No, it's not boot camp. That's the... It's something. That's the point is, they stayed small. Yeah. And they created a kick-ass product. Absolutely. Uh, MailChimp. Yeah. In Atlanta, stayed relatively small. So there was the, you can do really wonderful things with small teams. Yeah. And no. that's actually part of the leverage as well. So I'm there. I'm You and I are right there. We're arguing, what do we? what's the dynamic in the real world, depending on your logistics or your dynamics, if you're growing... If you, and then as, as you've evolved through COVID, yeah. what do you do? What do you have to do? What I'm saying is that I would fight my tail off to get back to that. I admit. So you would look like your dog. I, yes. My dog. My dog has a crop tail. I didn't do it with scissors. That's how she came from the breeder. I know. We had a, we have just make, I'm making sure the listeners know. I know, you know, I, want to I know. Oh, that's true. Who knows? Did what you kind tell of everyone? So everyone, Josh has a Doberman. Yeah, her, a little, her a little girl, a little baby River. Uh, yeah, River is her name. Right. For all you nerds out there, after I met her for the first time today. Everyone, this is a diversion. Clearly, this is. And I would have never done this. This would have not. So I would have not had the same energy if this was over Zoom. Yeah. At all, River was all over me. Yeah, and we always fight to be physically together to do this yeah we have tried remote it's worked it, it, it works but it's not best it's not best it's not the best rapport so I'm, I'm exactly with you it's just a weird how do we go forward how do you go forward and maybe how do you bring i think folks have gotten lazy or accept too accepting yeah i think that's the general change that happened is that it shifted and it became the norm and you didn't have a choice and so, as previous episodes, we as a industry got pickled yeah. in that because yeah. that's what it was. There was no way out. We didn't know when anything could happen. I remember at Storable, people were talking about, hey, are we ever going to open up an office? What are we yep. going to do? We got to wait six more months and see what happens. Well, this there's an outbreak here. Like, we got to back off. We don't even want you guys getting together physically. All of that you stuff. You know, the other thing, we're, we're just talking about team performance. What about leading teams in this dynamic? What about leadership? So oh, leadership, face-to-face -face leadership is always a challenge. Yeah. And we've talked historically in the Metacast, like 80% of the leaders suck. So excellent leadership is not a premium out in the world. Now take that equation where leaders are really struggling and bring in what remote workers. Mm -hmm. And is it getting better or worse? I would argue it's probably getting worse. Yeah, like it, the, it's... Or it's more challenging and worse. It is more challenging. It's definitely more challenging because, again, you have to schedule a conversation. Like a real, like, like you have to like grab 15 minutes with somebody and set up a meeting and do all that. As opposed to you're walking back to your desks from stand-up and you say, hey, that thing you did in stand-up was great. You know, I think you well, can really Well, ad hoc it. feedback is, yeah. is nearly impossible right. to give in, in, in yeah. real time. Cameras off? 
a lot of yeah. folks a lot of folks are like adamant about cameras off. And my daughter Rhiannon speaks about someone on one of her scrum teams is has never turned his camera on. And he won't because I don't know, he goes shirtless or something. There's some physical yeah. thing that he's just like, No, I won't do it. Yeah, and, there, there there are people that I've worked with back in the physical world <laughs> who did not want their face to be digitally recorded because they were security conscious. I had to honor that and say like, Hey, I'm going to take a picture of the group and he would just move to the side yeah. or behind me or whatever. Cause I knew it was really important yep. to him. So I never did that to him, but now they're forced into a world where that's the only option and, that puts and, them in a very uncomfortable spot. But as a leader, how do you read that? You can't read that person. Right. Exactly. If you look at it, that takes away 80% of the like body language and expressions. They could be flipping me off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Or, and I, but that's true. You can't read the person or eye rolls or something. Yep. It's so rapport is really hard for leaders to do. And we weren't good at it face to face. So we're even worse. So there's the team performance part of it. There's the, the leadership part wow, of it. Come on, listen to this guy. Still has his ringer on. You know, it's not like we haven't done 200 episodes. Moving it away further doesn't. No, it was vibrating on the table. On the table. Yeah, oh, on the table. Gosh. And this guy. Yeah. So I, I apologize, Josh, That's and okay. to all the listeners. That's okay. But you know what? So there's the team dynamics part. I would argue sometimes we get too focused on product delivery. Mm -hmm. But the leadership dynamic part, the visioning, mm -hmm. the product visioning, product owners, jazz and storytelling, all of that stuff. Why are why sharing a why so that it resonates with the team? That's all that's all affected by distributed yep. dynamics as well. I think it's also more difficult to generate enthusiasm in a remote world. It takes a real talent to be able to get that, whereas you can feel it when you're around people and that starts to build on itself. Well, I think that's one of the, you just triggered something in me. When I was talking about some coaches, they're really adept at, in distributed mob and they don't want to go back. They're resisting even the idea of going back. It's all going forward. Mm -hmm. I think it's because they are the difference makers. So it's, oh. so they are still these better facilitators and they're creating, they're not creating the same atmosphere that face-to-face -face has but they're creating better than standard yeah. collaboration. Better than bad. Better than bad. Yeah. And they don't, and they really are getting value out of their, what they bring to getting better than, better than bad. And they are, they're good at that, but they've lost sight. These same folks saw the value of face-to-face. -face. Okay, so we spent who knows how many minutes, 30 minutes railing on remote work and saying, hey, we should go back. Cool, great. That's easy for Bob and Josh to say, sitting here in North Carolina, great. But what about Mr. or Mrs. Developer that's in a company and frustrated because they can't see each other? Or maybe they're super happy. I want to work remote, leave me alone, old people. I don't have to go back to the way you did it back in the Stone Age. Is there a takeaway? Is there an action we can give people? Or is it just, we don't like it, we think you should go back to the way it was in yesteryear? I think it's I think it's make it a priority. I think about Rhiannon, she made trips down here from New York to visit her scrum team. She, when she did that, she went out socially with her scrum master group, her tribe. And so it's she could have skipped the trip 
she could have not done the social interaction. She would, and I'm just using it as an example. It's finding opportunities. I think it's the realization that face-to-face is better. We've right. lost it. We've lost that. We've mm-hmm. rationalized. Probably a great percentage of people were like, this is the new normal. Get used to it. And it's as good as it gets. And in their hearts, if they really re-examine it, it's, no, it's not. It can be better. Face-to-face mm-hmm. is better. So work hard to find opportunities. So even something as simple as damn camera on. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Turn your damn camera on. Yeah. And if you wrinkle your forehead because you don't like a conversation, wrinkle your forehead. Be real. Be genuine. Communicate. Don't use the lags as to get lazy. Oh, it wasn't, I couldn't get a word in edgewise so that I didn't, and I disagreed with that. But, right, get a word in edgewise. Yeah. I get called out all the time for the faces I make. They say, "Uh uh-oh, Josh just made a face. What's going on? What do you have to say? And, yeah. and don't give me any BS or take the time and have the freaking wherewithal to, to get your thoughts in there. So for everybody that's in this position, engage as best as you can, be as real as you can. That will drive success. Go into the office. Yeah. I saw a CEO in this local area. He sent out something on LinkedIn, Doug Kaufman. Yeah. Send out a LinkedIn thing. I'm starting to see this trend where people are tired of this. Mm-hmm. And he's, I just want to meet someone in a co-working. I, I think Doug is forming a company or between or whatever mm-hmm. he is. And he sent out something that said, if you're tired of sitting at home working and you would like to go meet in a coffee shop or go to a co-working space, let me know. And a bunch of people responded Yeah, from yeah, different I, companies. Yeah, I are going to meet up in a couple of weeks. Uh, okay. So, yeah. so, that's the, so there's an idea of... I know I'm missing out. I think that's the message I'd like to give to the listeners is realize that we're not best and and we may never get back to that best, but work hard to get close to that. And then the other piece is we would slash are challenge leaders to not accept this norm. You don't have to. Some of you might feel like it's baked and I can't unbake this cake, Uh, but... I think you could maybe cut it up and make it cupcakes do or something it. like that. So anything you, you do can, something. anything you can do to honor face-to-face collaboration. And again, what we're saying, it's back to the essence of the Metacast. It's back to Agile Basics. Mm-hmm. Get as close to that. I remember an episode we did. We talked about this last a few years ago, and you were heartbroken about it. You were little. You were you understood COVID. But you're like, I really, I worry that we're missing the magic, the secret sauce. So everyone realized that we're not in secret sauceville anymore. And one thing, and this is something that we're trying to do, that I'm working on personally with my own business, and then we as the Metacast, is you said back to Agile Basics, but that's not, Agile encourages it. But you don't have to be Agile. You don't have to use Scrum to see value in being in a room together with the people that you're working your tails off with. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so many videos. There's a hackathon videos on the web and your e-money has some hackathon. Mm-hmm. They don't do it via zoom. This is pre COVID. But if you look at, you want to convince yourself that as look, look at some of these things, mobbing, you can do remote mobbing. It's not the same. 
Look at the energy in the room in the hackathon. Look at the discussion. Look at the passion. Having someone like applaud your efforts, like yeah. like the CEO, a leader seeing something just demonstrated. I know you can demonstrate as it. opposed to a clapping emoji. In exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, we are in a new norm. Get it. And I'm not forcing everyone, but man, it's worth being creative yeah. to find opportunities. All right. I like that. So that's the challenge is be creative. Don't accept that this reality has to be the reality for the rest of your career. Correct. Uh, that there, there are many things that you can do and things that no one's thought of. How about role model? Maybe a cherry on top of this is using cameras as an example, mm -hmm. right? Turn. So role model so it's how do i do that with my team turn your damn you get up and meet someone and come for coffee and invite someone you so don't wait for some magical organizational thing to happen so we're talking about making steps every leader everyone take action and and focus on what do i do to raise that bar and role model it show don't whine don't negate it don't talk about the new normal be a leader and, and show people what the stretches can be. Yeah, get out there and lead people. Let's go. The world needs it. In this? Yeah. Absolutely. The world needs it. Yeah. Are we done? I feel like the fork has been stuck. Yeah. Hey, everyone, from beautiful downtown or uptown, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina, <laughs> I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.